listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chris Talks Cars. My name is Chris Gooden, and with me today is one of my best car friends and just best friends in general, uh, Brandon Cole. Say hello. Hey. Hey, I'm Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon is, uh, we've been friends since the Navy. We're on the same ship together. And really the only reason we are friends is because of cars. Cause he worked in a completely different part of the boat. With, yeah. We didn't ever really work together. <laughs> no. And well, just engineering and technical people generally don't get along anyway. So it's really <laughs> a love story brought to you by cars. Love hate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember what the first car thing we did together. Probably a cars and coffee. I don't know. I know that, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of had that, either that Eve or the S2000 at the time. And uh, Yeah, I, I wish I would have known much. you during the Evo time because I, I think we became friends while you were building the S2000. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got rid of the S2000 right after the twenty. 10 deployment we got back um it was uh tell everybody about that car a little bit because that was not just your your garage build s2000 oh okay yeah so that was uh that was probably uh, definitely the fastest vehicle i've ever owned it's uh it was a 2003 so it was the last year the ap1 um s2000 and uh i pretty much got it because um, I got in some trouble with the, uh, the Evo actually Virginia beach. It's funny. Your last uh, podcast, you were talking about how you got in trouble with Virginia beach oh, yeah. um, authority. And, uh, so, you know, I was cruising up Virginia beach, uh, some rice burner pulled up next to me as Honda. And, um, I, uh, you know, we, we had a little race there and obviously I won, I was in the Evo and right. it, was, it, was, it was mostly stock. It didn't really have much done to people tons. And, um, I guess the, uh, cop, caught me uh doing like 97 you know from where i'm from north texas you know the speed limits out here 85 miles an hour in some areas so right it wasn't it wasn't really that big a deal to me i I thought but speed limit on the road i was almost 55 and um basically just gave me a ticket and let me go so i didn't think much of it i was like whatever i'm gonna pay this ticket and move on with my life but right uh, sure enough you know uh, i get back to the ship and tell my chief that and he starts tripping and I go to court and, uh, they, they locked me up, man. Judge said, judge gave me 30 days. And then, uh, my lawyer kind of argued with me a little, argued with the judge a little bit and pleaded with him. He was like, Hey, he's deploying here in like seven days. So how's that going to work out? And so he ended up giving me five days and letting me go. Wow. <laughs> so I, spent, I spent five days in Virginia Beach County jail. And, um, I think when I got back from, from that 2010 deployment, I, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get something fun and cool, but slow so I can stay out of trouble. So I got the S2000, you know, not, you know, just thinking, okay, you know, it's you know, real low on torque and it's got a little bit of horsepower, 240, but not a big deal. Right. I got it. And it ended up being super fun to drive. And so I, I, I decided I wanted to do like individual throttle bodies on it. Just, just something different. Right. Um, and just maybe get a little bit more power out of it and make it sound cool, whatever. So I go, I go up to this shop and I tell him what I want to do. And he convinces me to do a turbo setup. So, of so. course he does. <laughs> and he's like, he's, man, he's like, man, it's not going to cost too much more. I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. So I went in and did it. 
And this is like some shade tree shop. It was a complete joke. I blew the engine on, on the way home. From, from the, oh my, are you serious? Uh, yeah, no, I blew, blew that first, first engine. Um, I picked it up after they dynoed it. Uh, it was supposed to make like 410 horsepower or something like that. And, um, is already like smoking blue engine. So I was like, man, screw <laughs> you guys. So I went to, I went to Rammy built, um, I believe it's Rammy built ratings out of Virginia beach, Virginia. And he's notorious for making amazing Honda engines. Uh, I hope he doesn't mind a shout out there, but he's, he built me a, a completely bulletproofed iron sleeves, forged everything. Um, ended up having a, a precision 666 turbo on it and built transmission. I think it was in the whole engine transition set around fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars Jesus. And I didn't know that, you had to build trans too. I thought you just had the engine at that point. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, I don't think that the stock transmission would have held up very long without it. Right. Um, but, uh, I think the weak link still was the rear ends. I was running a stock rear end. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they're not made for massive turbo torque. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing though. It didn't make a lot of torque. It made like three hundred and uh, twenty. I can't remember the exact figures. Around three fifty torque, three twenty five somewhere on there. Um, right. But but it, it but that was conservative. Like he basically told me, he's like, you just tell me how much power you want to make, and it's it's gonna make it. So I was like, I want, you know, I think I started off around four fifty ish or so, and then. Uh, and towards the end, I, I took it back to him, had it retuned, and it laid down 553 at the rear wheels. Is that uh, how much that, it had when I rode with you? Because that is still to this – I've ridden in Hellcats and everything else, and that was the sketchiest 0-60 to 60 I've ever done was in that Honda. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you got to keep in mind, like, that that translates to, like, you know, a Hellcat is – seven or seven right but that translates to 630 at the crank roughly engine horsepower and that's in a 2700 pound car with a 410 axle or four four point one one or something like that axle right um so it's just um it's major overkill for that little car but yeah it's super lightweight 553 at the wheels and that was still a pretty conservative tune like there's just there's no reason for me to go any higher than that realistically no reason to go over 500 on that thing is the uh it couldn't get traction or anything so it was, it was a yeah. entirely a highway car like uh, highway pulls and i did a lot of that <laughs> i remember one time i was we saw each other on the freeway and i was in my you know my a4 with my 1.8 turbo and my stage oh, one <laughs> my stage one apr tune and i was in third gear on the floor and you were just next to me with your i had my windows down i just heard you whoop whoop like you weren't even on the throttle. You couldn't even stay in the power because you just left me. So you just oh, yeah. would like powered up every three seconds and just catch up with me. It was so demoralizing. <laughs> like I knew yeah. my Audi was slow, but I had no idea. It was just to the worst. Yeah, that, that car was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, especially, you know, people, people like the trash talk the hondas and you know, rice burners and all the v-tech jokes and whatever going around the car community but when that car it didn't that the turbo was so big on it didn't really do anything at low rpm so it really drove like i drove it from virginia to texas no problem mm -hmm. it drove like a regular s2000 because what if you if you're not in v-tech it, it hardly spooled at all and so once you right. have v-tech it started to spool and then probably 3500 rpm or so it really started to take off yeah yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It was a fun driver, and 
I mean, anybody that's driven S two thousand knows they're. I mean, they're they're like Miatas. You know, they handle amazing. They're front of drive, got an outstanding gearbox and gobs of power after you dump all your money into it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then uh, you got the the Walker Texas Ranger truck after that, right? Well, actually, I, had, I actually bought that. You came with me to buy that. Um, yeah. Because you know that that it took it took seven months to build that that engine with these guys. You know, there was a pretty demanding. Tr- shops so they had a lot of other projects i think mine right. at the time was the bigger projects they had but you know it was as far as the engine base concerned powertrain they started from scratch there so it took them seven months to get my my uh, s2000 all the parts and everything installed and tuned and everything but so yeah we went and uh, bought that that uh single cab 2001 uh it might have been 02 um Ram fifteen hundred four wheel drive. I really yeah, like that truck. I got a lift on it, thirty five inch tires. I have to go thing hunting, budding, do all kinds of stuff. And yeah, yeah. Transmission started going out before I got rid of it, but that's every Dodge pretty much. It seems like right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that, was, that was a good one. Ended up uh, ended up trading that in for that. Uh, F two fifty power stroke. Oh, you raced a bunch of people when you went home though, didn't you? In the S two thousand? Yeah, yeah, I took that home. I sold actually I sold it here, some young guy and I hope he's still alive. But um, <laughs> um he he had more plans for it, I guess. But uh yeah, no, I, re- I I drove it home and he uh or I um yeah, I raced I raced several people just just you know, mostly, uh, I think it was probably like three Corvettes just on the way home. Uh, some of them, I called them out and some of the other guys, like they heard what was going on in the hood and they, they, they kind of, um, tried to race me, but they're, they're pretty fun because it's, you know, you pretty much half throttle them. It's not really right. Crying. There, there's C5s all of them were. Yeah. I was going to say back then Corvettes were still, they weren't the weapons they are now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would. I, I really never got to race anything incredibly fast, um, except for I, I raced a 600cc. I think it was like a, a, a GSXR 600 uh, mm. motorcycle. I was able to pull on him. Um, and I've, 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 I grew up riding a lot of motorcycles as well. I feel like that car probably would have been a pretty good uh, comparison racing like a, a, a liter bike, a thousand cc. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it was honestly that fast, but it probably been a, it probably been a close race. I don't know. I'm on a highway pool. Yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. It's like you watch those, uh, those 1320 videos and it'll be like, Oh, BMW RR 1000 with like a 250 shot or something. And you're yeah. Like, oh, this guy's going to be in the next zip code before the light stops flashing. But then some GTR, of course, always with like yeah. half the horsepower somehow pulls on them always. I don't, I don't know what it is with the well, GTRs. I think, I think the, uh, the thing is what it's like from a dig, right? You're getting all the weight moving. So, um, you know, super lightweight motorcycle and you got a heavy vehicle, even, even the S2000 at like 2,700 pounds is a lot compared to a motorcycle. But once everything's rolling, I mean, it's really just a horsepower race at that point. Right. Um, I mean, weight still obviously plays a lot of role in you know, your axle ratios and everything, but, um, 
it really does come down to a horsepower race back, back when I was growing up in uh, high school here in DFW area, um, there was a guy, I don't know if he was from North Texas or Southern part of Oklahoma or something, but is, uh, is a white, um, I believe it was a Silverado 1500 extended cab. And I think he made something like 700 on the motor. And then he had a ton of nitrous on it on top of that. And he was like one Jeez. of the fastest cars around. I mean, that was, that was it. Like if, if right. you, were fast, you, you weren't fast unless you, I mean, you weren't the fastest unless you beat that guy. Um, I don't remember all what he had going on. It was a long time ago, but um, right. yeah, it's, it's all, it's all horsepower race. If you're doing highway pulls from my experience anyways. Yeah. Not, not that we would know all those races take place in Mexico because it's right. able to do in America. Yeah. Well, I already uh, admitted to um, going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I talked, uh, you got, you got nailed, man. Cause I only got four hours, but that, that lawyer I had, he was a thousand bucks, but he knew what he was doing. Like, he's like, this judge is a dick. This judge is a dick. He pushed it like, I think I waited like four months before like past my original court date to find like the one judge he knew was a little bit more lenient. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think they tried pushing mine out too, but we had the deployment coming up. So it was only so much we could do. And they ended up. Oh yeah, that's true. Sticking to that guy. And I think he knew, he's like, I know this, this judge. And he's like, it's not looking good, but I'm going to be there with you. I was like, whatever, man, I just paid you to take me to jail. But I did. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I felt. Like, the only thing the lawyer asked like in my benefit was if I could drive to and from work on my suspended license. And like before he even finished the sentence, the judge was like, nah. And that was it. Like they were leading me to the holding cell. Yeah. I think one of the things that royally pissed me off about the whole thing was like, I understand I screwed up. I did some dumb stuff. So I deserve to be punished, but there's people and you know, cause there was like a, probably a dozen people like that had to talk to the judge before me. And so I'm just sitting there right. waiting my turn and almost all of them are in there for DWIs and having wrecks under the influence and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, that sounds a lot worse than what I was doing because these people are, you know, they're, they're impaired driving and you know, what I was doing was dangerous too, but at least I'm, I'm very in control of my vehicle. I've been racing my right. entire life. I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so all these people get slapped on the wrist and, um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm the one going to jail. They're like, okay, you can drive to and from work, um, for a couple months of probation and pay some fines and, and you're, you're free to go. And then they, damn, like, I'm more or less like reckless driving. They got me on and, uh, I'm going to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, it's traffic laws. I mean, I support the police. I don't, I'm not one of these crazy people that think we should hire Brink security for everything, but yeah. traffic enforcement is really hard for me to swallow sometimes. Like unless I'm weaving in and out of traffic, causing a hazard, just let me go about my day. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't blinker to change lanes on an empty highway my bad. Like, is that worth stopping me and like wrecking my day and causing me a fine and all this other stuff? Really? You're revenue collectors at that point. Like, yeah, ah, that's, I've, that's uh, since, since then, since the S 2000 days, I've pretty much slowed down. I don't, I save it all for the tracks and you know, I've had race boats, so like you can go as fast and crazy as you want on, on the lake. So those are a lot right. of fun. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I had that, I was just telling you the other day about that drag strip. You saw it's uh, about three oh, yeah. miles from the house for sale. Star, for like whatever it is. Yeah. 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 So uh, we just got word it got, it's sold and they're turning into an RV park. So now my no. race uh, I guess, I guess I'm back on the streets. <laughs> oh my God, dude, that's brutal. I know it sucks so bad, but you know, I mean, I grew up drag racing there. That was like the epitome of my car life when I was, when I was growing up, took like all my first cars racing there and some of my other hot rods that I've more recently had. And, uh, yeah, I was gone. So and then the next closest drag strip that I know of is down there in Ennis where me and you went uh, a couple months back. Fuck, man. Oh yeah. For streetcar takeover. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool deal. <laughs> Taking convertible down there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we did some pretty pretty good burnouts in that. We had, I had a V6 convertible Camaro for my rental when I went to streetcar takeover. Was it November last year? Oh man. Yeah, I think it like was. That. Yeah. Yeah, early November cuz I thought oh yeah, cuz I think it's the same weekend as World Cup finals. And I didn't know that World Cup Finals was as like the Haltech in Maryland was as big a deal as it was. But oh yeah, that's right. That's why you said that it's not. It wasn't as busy as it normally is. Yeah, there is like it's nobody at. Yeah, there's nobody in Dallas. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that I really went into it. So I've had the convertible turbo four cylinder Mustang and the six-cylinder Camaro and I really went into him wanting to hate him because I, I still think it's yeah. kind of blas- blasphemous to not put a V8 in a muscle car like right. if you if you can't afford the gas to drive to commute in a muscle car they don't have a muscle car <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like that's still the way I feel so I wanted to hate him but holy shit man they were so much fun that little Mustang I think it did 25 pounds of boost from the factory yeah and you, you know sketch- I wonder- it got me thinking. So I grew up, you know, or my second car was a, a 97 Z 28 Camaro with the LT one, uh-huh. um, in it, it with a six speed manual. And, um, that, that V six must, in the new V six Camaro might be faster than that was from stock. I mean, maybe it's got what the eight speed, 10 speed in the Camaro. I think so. Yeah. I'd like to see, I haven't, I haven't looked up the paper, you know, what, what, what they do zero 60 and quarter mile times. Uh, but and, you know, it's been 14 years since I've driven that old Camaro, but that Mustang actually surprised me. I was like, Oh, it's just a V6 Mustang, not a big deal. But you know, I think, I think back then the, uh, those, uh, Camaros made anywhere from like three or 275 to 285 horsepower. And that little, uh, V6 Camaros are, like what, 335 now? or I mean three, 335 I mean something like that yeah which is what they advertised for LS1s when they first came out for the uh, Trans Ams and Camaro like 325 or something like that that's crazy technology yeah, comes a long way yeah right like the, the course, V6 Mustangs right well you think about the first gen V6 Mustangs they were the absolute worst oh terrible yeah yeah. I don't think and, they didn't even make 300. No, definitely not. And the transmissions were garbage and, you know, it was made for college girls to drive to and from class. Like they weren't performance machines yeah. of any kind. Yeah. But sure. I still don't think you should buy one. But if you're going to buy one, I don't think that's as horrible as 
they once were. Oh yeah. They've come a long ways. I mean, they're, they're not anything compared to the coyotes or anything like that, but um, right. definitely, I mean, like, like what you had, the, the, if you get like the, like more, some of the middle base model engines are still peppy and fun. And the, uh, if you get a convertible, I mean, shoot, convertibles are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Especially they're somewhere like, around. like Texas. I had, I had one here one time as a rental and it's just too hot in the summer. Like there's no way you can drive around uh, well, with the good. top down and black interior when it's 115 degrees outside. So here they're kind of useless, but no, I don't understand why people hate on the convertible. Like, have you ever ridden in one? They're they're amazing. They're great. Well, I think well, back when I was more of a, a car purist, you know, I was like, if I'm if I want a race car, it's got to be a coupe because you know you get the more all the rigidity out of it, and a lot of right. times they're a bit lighter weight. Um, so you, you're gonna you get you it's just nothing but advantages as far as racing is concerned, but. Um, you know, everything I drive, you know, I, I take the track and I'll do a little racing with it and, and I'm just going to drive it. I'm going to take my wife out on a date on it or whatever. Yeah. I want to, I want to enjoy it no matter what I'm doing. So convertibles, man, it's, it's 75 degrees outside. Hell yeah. I want the top down. Yeah. So the 2020 Camaro, they do a two liter four cylinder and a 3.6 liter V6. Yeah. And the four bangers, 275 horsepower at 5,600 RPM and 295 foot pounds of torque. That's solid for an yeah. for, for entry and, level. Uh, yeah, Ooh. the V6 is 335 at 68 and 284 at 53. So nice little torque drop on the V6, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was actually looking up all the, uh, not that I'm looking to buy one or anything, but, uh, um, you, you had asked me about, you had told me about the, the 1320, uh, edition for the, the challenger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, so, you know, I was looking that up. I was like, man, that just sounds awesome. Like, cause, cause that's, that's all I want, you know, all the, you know, the Mustangs, they're obviously superior around corners on a flat track and stuff like that. But realistically, I don't do that. I mean, it is fun going around, you know, back country roads and taking right. back turns and that stuff but realistically I, I mean i'm a straight line racer i always have been always will be um, right if i'm in a car um and so you know all i want is something that's set up to actually drag race so you know the demon sounds amazing but that's clearly out of my price range and yeah even you know the, so the track packs and the, the uh 1320 edition for the the challenger and the scat packs i mean those just seem awesome but that started looking it up even with the trans brake and all that you get in the 1320 challenger man they're just marginally faster than the oh they're big heavy boats man they yep. ride awesome i get it if i was going to get a big four-door sedan before i'd drop a hundred thousand dollars on a mercedes i'd for sure get like a hellcat or something with four doors and 700 horsepower you know what i mean yeah but right yeah but i'm not i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i just they're so heavy don't call them sports cars i guess they don't they call them muscle cars which is yeah the brotherhood of muscle is their uh slogan now i um, do want to go to the roadkill knights mopar thing in michigan because that looks awesome <laughs> have you seen yeah, that i didn't heard of it never heard of it. Oh, they shut down Woodward Avenue in Pontiac, Michigan, and they drag race on the street. It's sponsored like by a, Dodge. A few years ago, Richard like Rollins did it. 
No, no, Pontiac's not. No, uh, Richard Rollins did it a few years ago and piled it into a wall while he's drag racing Leah Pritchett in a Hellcat. <laughs> yeah, no, look it up, Roadkill Nights. It's huge. Yeah, I check that out. That'd be cool to go to. Oh, I guess yeah, when man. the Corona's over when you get back on the road. Yeah, this is... I, I don't know what I'm going to do, man, because like, depending on which article you read at what time of the day, it's like, oh, no, the, everything's opening up next week. And then you read the next yeah. article down and it's like six, six more months before we have a vaccine. Stay home. Flatten the curve. It's like, well, what's going to happen? Because I, yeah. <laughs> I got it's a lot really of overhead right now that if I'm just going to sit here and do the podcast, I'm super happy to do that. But yeah, you know, I got a freaking truck payment and an RV payment and insurance that if I'm out on the road is fine, but it's not doing me a lot of good sitting in my sister's driveway. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like a lot of stuff's supposed to be opening up around here. Um, like restaurants won't be, but um, other things will on Monday. Um, churches and you know, other not quite essential businesses, but things that yeah. typically used to having. Um, this, the sad part is, is from everything I've read, it's pretty much universal that all the opening up is still for like small groups and they won't be able to throw events till probably next year. Honestly, like we yeah. might get some at the tail end of this year and like the late summer and fall. Yeah. But from everything I've read, it's like the first things that'll open is just to keep the economy going. It's not like returning to life as usual. Yeah, I probably, you know, it's, I mean, there's no way of us really knowing what's going to happen, but yeah, it does suck, especially for, you know, car community and stuff and what you're doing. Cause it just throws a wrench in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Big plans. There. <laughs> I'm going through now. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. I'll I'll wait another couple of weeks. I talked to my my business partner Manny. You met him, and uh, yeah. I guess we'll have to figure it out. But hopefully, it doesn't come to that. Hopefully, things start opening up because I do want to go out and see car shit again. It's getting kind of boring yeah. looking at it on Instagram. Well, either way, hopefully, what I'm really counting on is. Uh, fall hopefully everything's kind of getting back to that and i was telling you um i've been going back and forth with this guy i'm looking at buying a jeep wrangler oh yeah uh, here pretty soon so um hopefully we'll be covered for uh rednecks of paychecks fall mud crawl yes if you're still up and running i mean that'd be those are like i told you that place is nuts it's just stuff like that like i'll still i'll still go to events even if i especially if i sell the truck and trailer because then i won't have hardly any overhead so i'll still be able to go do stuff i do want to try and figure out some kind of side-by-side rental or something because we were looking a few weeks ago before they canceled it and living in vegas i get so spoiled because literally anything you want you can just go out and rent it like oh do you want a z06 corvette you can go rent it do you want a ferrari go rent it side by side go rent it uh 50 cal sniper rifle oh yeah that's just 10 minutes down the road like i have access to literally anything i want and then i go to rwp i'm like i don't know what the big deal is we'll just rent one 
And then a yeah. hundred miles radius, there's not a single thing for rent. Yeah. There, well, there's, there are a few places that do the rentals, but they're terribly expensive. I've looked them up. Um, last time I went, we were, I didn't have a, my own rig. Um, mm. I kind of showed up with my truck and I rented a camper and uh, I had a buddy that had this like super ghetto rigged like monster truck. It was actually a, is a lift is a lifted Fiat, like a two door four seater <laughs> Fiat of um, thing. And it, I mean, it was ridiculous and funny. Uh, yeah, I think you can see it on my Facebook. Uh, it's like one of my old profile pics. It's 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 pretty crazy. But um, we just ended up riding around in that. But uh, yeah, I think it was, it was like three hundred plus dollars to rent something. So it was a bit ridiculous per day or for the weekend. I can't remember. I just remember being way too expensive it's like a it's like a full four-door i think it's like a yamaha viking so like okay. it can, they can eat like five or six people in them and uh you know they're four they're four wheel drive and they got relatively powerful engines but yeah i want to say they were something close to 300 a day i could be wrong it's been a while since i looked i looked that up but that's a lot wait, three Jeep, a day is a Jeep lot free. Jeep, jeep's free you can uh <laughs> put four people in it and put top down and do all the video you want there. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully everything returns to normal, man. Cause this is, this is a bummer. I don't see it lasting that long. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. I mean, either way, we'll figure it out. It's, it, it can't, like, they're not just going to let the economy devolve to the point where a third world country, like, either everyone will have to go out and, like, SCBA masks or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to. Damn it. This America, people are only going to sit at home for so long. Well, I can tell you this America, and they're not going to play by the rules either i mean i think a lot will and i think a lot won't as yeah. far as like wearing the masks because i think it might last a short time but after that people are tired of i didn't think this quarantine would cause like such an uprise of all the stuff the government's done in the last in my lifetime last 30 years people are like ready to like riot in the streets over this like they're protesting at the capitol like i'm all for a good overthrow of the government i just didn't think coronavirus would be the thing to do it. You know, Americans, (laughs) Americans in general are sometimes really stupid. I mean, look what happened. You know, there's a virus going around and the first knee jerk reaction is let's go buy all the toilet paper. Yeah. It's not a gastrointestinal thing. It's not like it's, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you got Corona. You're going to shit your brains out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I couldn't, I can't imagine. It was like, why why is your first reaction to go buy toilet paper when there's a, a pandemic yeah so i went into a grocery store uh what what do they have at D, deb the grocery stores H-E-B. down there heb yeah H-E-B. i went into one of those expecting it to just be like empty and as soon as you walk in most grocery stores they have all the fresh produce and all that and that was like untouched like pristine I was yeah. like, oh, well, maybe maybe in Texas they haven't, like, freaked out yet, which is kind of what I was counting on 
because I knew in California, Nevada, they would have. But yeah, so as soon as you get past the fresh food, it's just like bare. Like no one wanted fruits and vegetables. Fuck a carrot. (laughs) I need toilet paper and canned chili. That's what I need. It seemed like around here, we didn't have any trouble grocery shopping at all. It was was just toilet paper, like paper towels and like bleach related products. Yeah, anything to do with cleaning. Yeah, that was that was it. Other than that, I mean, we're fully stocked on everything in the grocery stores around here. Yeah, out here, man, it's it's not so bad now. You can pretty much just go to the store and get what you need now. Like, there's toilet paper starting to come back and all that. But man, like, it was it was rough. Like, it's such weird stuff too that people like. There wasn't Gojo soap left. Like, there was not an ounce of cleaning product left in that store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. I, I can say the one, a few of the good things, you know, if, if you, uh, are a car guy and you know, you have the means during this, I don't know, pandemic or you call it a recession, whatever you want to call it. Now really is the time to go buy something, a project car, or a sports car. Cause there's unfortunately it sucks for some people. They just, you know, they don't have the means they to keep going. Thin. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the income. They've been laid off, whatever it is. Uh, my, um, we had some guys uh, that Peter built. One of my friends, he just told me they pretty much shut down the plant. Um, so they're, not, they're not building trucks anymore. And that's, man, that's a big part of really? uh, the economy. Yeah. I mean, it's temporary. I think actually they, I don't know if they went back last Monday or I think they're maybe going back next yeah, this Monday. Yeah. So allegedly they're supposed to go back to work Monday, but that's yeah, they just stopped building trucks for a couple of weeks. Um, That's which, weird, like, I said, like the shipping industry and trucking seems to be one of the ones that was unhit. Yeah, I thought so too. I guess they're not buying new trucks though. I think they're just using what they got out there right now. Right. I mean, I, I mean, realistically, you know, I don't think they're, sh- they're shipping more per se like people are probably ordering more products because amazon's shipping more that's for damn sure yeah but But they've got their own shipping yeah i mean i don't i don't really know enough to comment on it but it would it would make sense that nobody's going out and buying (laughs) a truck right now well what's crazy is these uh these dealerships offering 90 days deferred payment no no interest like they are i feel like it's almost like the housing crisis you're setting all these people up for failure you know like oh you're unemployed now but in 90 days everything will be fine strap yourself down with this seventy thousand dollar pickup and then what happens in 90 days or the day after tomorrow when that dude gets laid off and unbeknownst to yeah. him, you know what I mean? He went into it thinking he was sweet. Well, I just got a brand new truck, 0% financing for 15 years or whatever they're offering right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of that going around. It's Spooky, that's crazy. Man. Yeah. But if you're, if you're in the market for a used vehicle, like, like I am right now, I'm, I want an old TJ Jeep, you know, like something like a 97 to 2006 era. Um, they're, they're cheap right now and I can get a real nice one for probably around $5,000 probably what I'm going to do. And I've been itching to do some sort of a mild build or even a stroker build on like an inline six. I've always liked inline six and that's kind of what got me into the Cummins engines. Almost. Right. 
things. So uh, I'm a little bit excited about doing stuff like that. What if we flew in a Barra motor from Australia and put that in there? It's a straight six. A Barra, yeah. Um, those, those come out of the uh, what is it? The Ute Alkin. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot about those, but I have seen some pretty cool stuff on them. Um, I didn't even know they existed till I went to Australia last year. Yeah. And they talked it's, about the Australian 2J, and I felt hurt as a Ford yeah, exactly enthusiast. Like, how come I didn't know we had this badass, like, 1,000-plus horsepower straight six? And we're sitting over here eating dicks in five-liter Fox Body Mustangs, you know? <laughs> They're not bad, but holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, we got the cool. Coyote now and that new seven-liter, but it was pretty pretty lean for a long time. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering why that never really took off over here because the 2JZ is like every car tuner's, you know, like dream engine. You know, they are great right. 1JZs too, but I mean, all things considered, yeah, you know, there's there's so many there's so many other things out there that are you know, more realistic to to do stuff with, and then that engine over there is, you know, kind of the same thing. Is it? It's a factory turbo engine, isn't it? Yeah, well, they they offer it in both, but yeah, you can get it with a factory turbo. Yeah. I mean, I and I guess a- it makes sense because think about how poorly received V6 Mustangs and stuff were before people realized, yeah. like, oh, something other than a massive V8 can make horsepower. Crazy. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing is people just want the V8s and um, uh, and anything. I mean, even even the diesel game. You know, a lot of people. You know, a lot of guys that just didn't know a lot when I was I was towing around my you know twelve thousand pound tractor rig when in my twenty fourteen Ram twenty five hundred. You know, there's what kind of engines in there? It's like it's a V six, it's a Cummins, it's a V six, it's an inline six. I mean, and they, they, they don't understand. Like, what you want V eight in that? Like, no, <laughs> inline six. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's what you want to tow with inline six, man. That's the reason all the freeway trucks straight sixes. All of them all straight six yeah i mean there's Ah. so many great great engines like looking back from uh, 80s 90s and today all like there's so many great engines are inline sixes the one jz two jz the the rvs the uh the cummins the the uh, four liter jeep engine the uh yeah and um uh, what was i about to say the uh uh, oh, the, the Ford, uh, the Ford 300. Um, you What's know, that? It, 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 it was the, uh, like a 4.9 liter 300. They put them in their F one fifties. It was just, huh. a, it wasn't like super powerful or anything. It was just really great low end torque kind of tow engine. It was actually their base model engine. Okay. Um, they made, they made tons of them and put them in F one fifties and you can get them in like the Broncos and, uh, uh, hmm. there's, there's, there's good towing rigs, really good for off-roading too, because you just have that real low instant torque. Um, right. They don't put up. They don't put up big numbers, but they're uh, they're just kind of instant, nice torque, very reliable. The uh, those old inline six from the uh, the Dodges. I think I was watching something on uh, I think Engine Masters or something. They did a build on it, and they um, so there's something like 12 million of them built throughout the years. Oh and, my god. Just they're, they're, they don't make any power. They're, they're, they lack in everything, but they get halfway decent fuel economy and they last forever. And right. They're just 
super cheap and easy going. So I think there's inline six just for about any type of needs you could want, rather be towing, racing, or fuel economy. I think they're they're awesome engines. They're kind of my favorite thing. Of course, I've had plenty of V8s. I'm not bashing them, but I'm a big right. fan of fixes. The only thing I can think of is they fell victim to the economizing of the auto industry. Like it's so much easier to put a V6 in something yeah, straight six. Know, I don't see, I don't fully understand. I mean, I guess, I guess with all the, you know, I really, I really don't fully understand it. Like, I think if you really understand how a lot of inline sixes work and the fact that they, they do really well in making torque and especially at lower RPMs for most of these engines anyways, they just, I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff you want to drive around the street because you can spend lower RPMs you can get, better fuel economy, better towing. I mean, it's kind of better yeah. for everything. If you don't have to rev, like my, I got, I, have a, I now have a 2014 F250. Unfortunately it is the gas engine, but I really like it. But the only thing is it feels like it belongs in Mustangs. It's, it's an overhead valve or an overhead cam engine. And it, you want, I'm towing up a hill, the trailer behind me and the wind in my face. Uh, you know, it, it has no problem going 5,500 RPM <laughs> down the highway. Just, just screaming. It wants to rev and like inline sixes don't do that because all the torque is, is at a, a much lower RPM. So it doesn't right. spin up to get it. I do love towing in that truck. Like when you lock out sixth gear and it's in fifth and you go start up a hill and it just wraps up to 30 pounds of boost and it gets that real throaty chuggy sound. Yeah. Oh God. It's so much, it's, it's fun to pull cause it just loves it so much. It's so effortless in the truck. It's what it's made for. I mean, I got, like I said, I've had the, uh, I've had the power strokes uh, from the F250s and I really like them. I don't have anything really bad to say about them, but when it comes to just like for daily driving, for going faster, my power stroke was always faster. And it was, it was actually a little more pleasant for daily driving. But when you put a trailer behind the two, it's just night and day difference. I've had, I've had every generation of the Cummins engine from uh, the first generation, 12 valve and mechanical injection all the way up to the common rails. And they're just game changers, man. They, they really do extremely well with, uh, with a load behind them. Now the transmissions are a totally different story, but the engine itself, I really like. Yeah. And I, I was doing a little reading on the transmission cause that was my, my hesitation in buying the Dodge was I'd heard such bad things, but from everything I read online, like as long as you're not putting some tune on it or there, like, uh, rut, you have like driving it like an asshole. Right yeah. Yeah. So it's from my experience, they're not as bad as they used to be. I do like the transmission in my Ford better. It has two overdrives, which is cool. So I can run a top, a, a, a lower axle ratio. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it has no problem running a, a 430 axle ratio because it has a dual overdrive. Whereas these other ones have a single overdrive, which is fine as well. But um, I like, and it shifts and this was, this was an old oil field truck. So it's been used and abused and it's still on the original engine and transmission of 164,000 miles on it. And it, uh, it gets the job done. No problem doing right. anything I've thrown at it. Even stuff that I would typically use for a, di a diesel would do, it still gets it done. Just has to work a little harder to do it. But, um, right. 
yeah, I, I had some problems with that 2014 Ram engine doing like some like hard downshifts. Here's some like clanks kind of scare you, but other than that, I didn't really have any major issues with it. But you, you tuned that truck too though, didn't you? Yeah, I had a, I just had a real basic little programmer. I, uh, <laughs> Uh, right. Did a, the full delete with it, and it had trans tuning in it. So, and honestly, the trans tuning was probably one of the best parts about it, uh, um, as far as like you know, trying to go faster. I, I, when I towed with it, I left everything completely stock because right. it's ready to go with me tuning, um, in my opinion. But, but yeah, if I had, if I wasn't hooked up to anything um, with a a good little sixty horsepower tune on it and some trans tuning, it was it was relatively quick. I remember. Uh, um, I don't know what year it was, but it was one of those last years of the 4.6 uh, Mustang engines. Uh-huh. Um, uh, whatever, whatever that is, um, kind of when they re- remodeled the Corvette to kind of look, have that more classic look to it. Um, I actually was able to beat one of those. Um, um, I, I, I did a four wheel drive launch, so he kind of, kind of. I kind of left on in the beginning. He kind of pulled a little bit, but ultimately, with with all that tune, everything, it actually had enough power to to pull on him a little bit. Of course, he nice. could have been could have been a bad driver, you know. Yeah, and uh, but, yeah, wins it, away, it my friend. Cool having, yeah, it's been pretty cool having a nearly six or nearly almost eight thousand pound truck um, beating a, a legitimate sports car. <laughs> yeah, they are they are big heavy bitches. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love it though. It, it bums me out to see it just sitting there in the trailer, just sitting yeah. there. But some someday we will ride again. Yeah, My, yeah, that, that does suck. Where are you storing it? Yeah, that's a big luckily. Just... Luckily, my sister she lives in this uh, HOA community thing, and I was expecting them as soon as I unhooked it to just like have it towed immediately because that's how HOAs are. Yeah. But I, a few days I left it there and no one said anything. I left it with the truck hooked up. And then yeah. uh, I printed out this sign. It was like, hey, you know, because it's registered in California and the registration's up this month. So I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I just bought it. Like, I can't register it. None of the tow lots or the storage lots are accepting anything. You know, um, here's my number. Like, if you need to get a hold of me, just don't, please don't tow it. Like, if it's a big deal, just let me know. Anyway the HOA lady called me and I was like, Oh boy, here we go. And she was super nice. She was like, just wanted to make sure that I was staying with someone who was actually a part of the community. But as soon as I, you know, gave her my sister's info, she was like, all right, cool. You know, talk to you later. So I got really lucky because God, man, like I can store it on base for in short term for like $2 a day, which is dirt cheap. Oh, all the yeah, other yeah. places are like a couple hundred bucks a month. And it's like, by the time I have mm-hmm. the truck payment, the trailer payment insurance for all of it, a storage fee of, you know, two, 300 bucks a month. And then I got to, you know, yep. kick my sister some money. Cause I'm staying here. Well, I might as well have the apartment at that point. Like <laughs> my right. own head is insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that sucks, man. You think about how much this has affected you. I mean, you're in, entire business that you're running here and that's just going that's going around across the country yeah so the good thing is diesel prices have dropped because a lot bro I, i i need to get a transfer tank because it is such an insane difference it's like the farther west you go 
it's just exponentially more expensive. Like we paid under $2, I think in, uh, for diesel somewhere. Um, and then here in, uh, Vegas, it's like $3. And then you go to California, it's three fifty four bucks. It's, I think, uh, it's about two, two Oh nine, two twenty ish right now uh, for diesel. My sister lives next to the cheapest place in Vegas, and I paid two fifty five yesterday. I see a few places that are right under two two dollars a gallon. Regular gas is like a dollar nineteen. It's ridiculous in yeah, Texas, yeah, not here. I just filled up. I just filled up yesterday for a dollar twenty something, twenty five a gallon. Oh my god, that's, that's pretty insane. great. I got a pretty fucking on tank, so. Uh, I feel it pretty cheap. Oh, I forget no where it was. Somewhere in Nevada, I got caught and with the trailer coming home, and uh, the wind was so bad. I was getting like six miles a gallon. It was brutal. So anyway, I I was calculating for ten, which is still awful. But I got caught in the middle of nowhere, and I had to pay four fifty nine a gallon for diesel. Ugh. My card, my card clicked off at like 130, and I hadn't even filled up yet. God, yeah, that, it was, it was brutal, man. It was. That's like you're telling you, man. Everything's better in Texas, bro. I, I'm if unless something crazy happens, I should be I should be out there next year. It's just a matter of yeah. finding out where exactly you want to be. My they my mm-hmm. uh, sister they have a, a property out there. And it's it's over closer to uh, Frisco, I think, which yeah, is where you used to live. Office. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to tell them all our shenanigans when I came to see you when you lived in uh, Frisco, in the like yeah. once in a lifetime ice storm that hit Dallas. <laughs> we called it the Ice Mageddon. <laughs> oh my God, man! So, two thousand was it was still twenty thirteen at that point because yeah. I got out. Yeah, twenty thirteen. My contract was up in 2014 from the Navy, not professional basketball. I know a lot of you look at me and think that guy played professional sports, but no. Um, (laughs) I left, I had terminal leave, which is basically if you have vacation time, you can quit the Navy early, more or less. Um, So I left right after Thanksgiving and I drove from Virginia down to Tampa to see my buddy Matt. And then I think I took the 40 or the 10, probably the 10, because I came up like right off the panhandle of Florida. Anyway, stopped and saw yeah. Brandon in Dallas. And it was fine when I got there. It was just cold. I blew a tire on the way in because they had those stupid Pirelli P0s that were the worst tires ever. I'm going to say it. I never had to buy a set of tires for those because they all blew out at different times. So I replaced them individually. I only had the car for like three years. And in that time I replaced all four tires and the Audi had low profile tires and I never had a single problem anyway. Um, so yeah, I come in, park the car, hang out with Brandon, come out. Was it the next morning? Yeah, and there was like I'd only planned on staying one night. Yeah, probably. And there was like four inches of ice over everything in the Dallas Fort Worth area. It was ridiculous. 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I grew up here my whole life, and I've never seen uh, any sort of ice or blizzard or whatever like that before. I think you had like like four inches of ice on your windshield. It took us like half the day to defall it. And, yeah, we had to um, pull into your garage. We were like, yeah, yeah, we were hitting it with the heat gun and heat hair dryers and. Yeah. Now, luckily, we had like all the right vehicles for it. The golf, all wheel drive. We went yep. Had a little fun in that. I had my uh, four wheel drive F two fifty at the time, and uh, it was you know just good to have something big and four wheel drive just to get around in a yeah. safer. And, uh, and then then the uh, the the UTV it was like a we buried up to the axles. Uh, yeah, it was like a Husqvarna. UTV, uh, luckily had a winch on it, but yeah, it took a, uh, we spent hours out there. Because we were so far thing. from anything we could winch to. So we had like well, a bunch of dirt bike ratchet straps that we like hooked together to try and get to a tree. But it was so heavy yeah. by that point in the mud that it just, we snapped like four or five ratchet straps before we yeah. went to Walmart yeah. and got like a 10,000 pound toe strap broke a few yeah. i think the problem was i uh, uh the ice was so thick we were literally driving over like the shallow parts of the lake and uh not realizing yeah. it until i like broke through and just went straight to that mud yeah it was it was real bad you know it was, but an adventure. It was a good time though yeah mm-hmm. definitely definitely fun what else after after I left you, I went through um, Colorado, and that's when I noticed the clutch start slipping in, like, fifth gear or sixth gear when you try and roll into it. As soon as the boost came on, it would just slip. How many miles was that? That car? clutch was garbage, man. I, I That was before I'd even launched it. I hadn't even, like, done digs with it yet, and that clutch was already slipping. So, Yeah. I mean, granted, I tuned it, but it was like 100 horsepower over stock. So it's not like I, you know, LS swapped it or something. That's still quite a bit for a stock clutch. Yeah. I don't know. I like that car, but if I was going to spend 37,000 on something else, I I probably would have made a different choice than the Golf, unfortunately. What would you buy now on 37,000? Right now? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. That's there. You're kind of spoiled for choice now. Cause I haven't looked recently, but you could probably come close to getting a first gen Hellcat or something. Right. Yeah, I think that was 40 low forties. Yeah. I think I've seen them as low as like 39,000. So I'm sure you could probably get one for 37. Yeah. Like that'd be, yeah. uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Plus I didn't do my research at that point. I had a, a three thirty five I that CarMax was bringing down from Richmond that I was going to go buy the next day. So I went to the Oceana auto show every year. Navy federal puts on this massive like tent sale out at, uh, the airfield in Oceana and Virginia beach. And they have like all the, all the dealerships from the area come out. And, uh, I stopped by there to see if they had a better deal than what I was getting. And this dude was like, uh, have you ever heard of the golf R and I'd heard of the R 32s and I was like, Oh yeah, they're great. 
And uh, that's how he sold me. He's like, oh, this is a new R32. They only make them, you know, every four years. This one's going to be very rare, blah, blah, blah. And then they started making them every year. There's a Golf R model. So that was a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, yeah, he, he, he was a good salesman. He got me in the car and that was the end of it. So, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of that story. Um, man, I guess I got to, I got to the ship, um, uh, in 2000, uh, January, February, 2010, or real early 2010. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, I didn't have a car at the time. And so I was walking back to the ship from the NEX. Oh or, God. Yeah. Back to the ship. From the NEX. I was shopping over there. You know, it's a good, what is that? A good two mile walk or something like that. Oh yeah. That's a hike. Um, yeah, that was before so, Uber too, it's, it's, so it's not like you could. Yeah, it's, these guys, you know how the, everybody else, they know that these E twos out there, you know, they're just they don't know nothing. They're just mm-hmm. fresh out of high school, and uh, so this guy pulls up beside me. He goes, "Hey man, you need a ride somewhere?" And I'm like, "I'm like, kind of Here skeptical. We go. I'm like, I'm good." And he's like, "Man." come on, man. I used to be in the Navy. I'll help you out. Like, so my dumb ass gets in the car with this guy. And so he's taking me back to the ship uh, or back to the, the whatever entry wage to help me out a little bit. And then uh, he was like, you need a car, man. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna buy one pretty soon. He goes, man, let me take you to a dealership. Yep. <laughs> He's a fucking car dealer, man. He takes me to this car dealership. And that's how I ended up with the Evo. So they had this like, like, I mean, it was, it wasn't clapped out or anything. It was a decent right. Evo, but it did have, it had like 105,000 miles, something like that on it. And, um, it, it had some real minor little issues, but it was bone stock. And so the guy gets me there. So I like find I have like, I have no money. I think I have like a thousand dollars and I financed the entire thing. No, no money down. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I had pretty good credit. And, uh, yeah. So he was trying to talk me into this, this, uh, what is what's the uh, the uh, Volkswagen Golf uh, G- GTI? Yeah, the two yeah wheel drive one. Well, there's there's a couple. The yeah. G- GTIs are their little hot hatch. Yeah, it's that's the what trim it was. level below the R. In, yeah, it was more like the early two thousand models, whatever. He's trying to give me one of those, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know a lot about these. I know they're pretty cool, but I was like, I know that Evo is badass, and that's what I want. Right. So a couple hours later, they finally approved me, and I drove home with it that night. And, Damn. Uh, yeah, dude, 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 got me. I mean, it was, it was a pretty sweet car, though. I don't regret buying it. It was probably one of the one of the best handling vehicles I've ever had. Yeah, um, they tried to get me was, when uh, when I first got to Norfolk. You know, when you come in the main gate there, those barracks right across the street, just like the clapped out ones that you stay in when you first get there. So I was outside smoking. Oh, yeah. And, uh, this dude pulls up in a, a TC, which was like the new cool thing back then. And he had like an intake and a cat back and it sounded okay. And, uh, he was out there smoking. I was like, Oh, it's a nice car, man. He's like, Oh, thanks. You want to go for a ride? And I was like, okay. Cause I mean, I didn't have anything else to do. Like it was like a Friday night in the barracks. Like I was smoking cigarettes. That's all I was going to do the rest of the night. <laughs> so we go for a ride. And he's like trying to show off in his, you know, I don't even know what horsepower those were. Fucking 12 horsepower Scion TC. Yeah. And uh, we're zipping around and we're like, 
we've been gone for like 30 minutes now. And I'm like, this dude's going to like take me out and have his way with me or whatever. So we finally pull into the, <laughs> one of those, uh, we finance anyone places, which if you've ever been to a military town, you know, those are everywhere because if yeah. no matter how horrible the deal is, they know that if you sign and then default, all they have to do is contact your command and then yeah. then the military will take that money out of your paycheck before you even see it. Mm-hmm. So they don't care if they, like we had a dude buy a car that didn't exist. He gave the man a check and many thousands of dollars out of his personal account to buy a car that he'd only seen a picture of on a cell phone. Oh my God, that's just dumb. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot where I was going. Oh yeah. Outside smoking. He takes me to this dealership. And at that point I knew exactly what I wanted. I was like, I want a 2002 to 2005 a four black or red exterior black interior with the five speed. I knew exactly what I wanted. And I told him that, Oh no. So let me back up a little bit more. We go into the dealership and he's like, Oh yeah, I just got to sign some paperwork. Cause I just bought this car. I was like, okay, whatever. And then this other salesman just pops around the corner and he's like, oh, the salesman's like, oh, hey, Chris, this is Brad's friend, Chris also. And we're like, ah, oh, Chris and Chris, ha, ha, ha. He's like, let me take you outside and see what we got around the lot. I was like, well, this is exactly what I want. He's like, okay, well, let's just go take a look. And that dickhead tried to sell me V6 Mustang, a green Audi with tan interior that was an automatic and front wheel drive. I was like, well, that's closer than, you know, the state. He tried to sell me a bike. He took me to a different lot, tried to get me to buy a Hyundai Tiburon, which by that point I was just having fun with him. So I was like, oh yeah, let's test drive this Tiburon. So we pull out and the first thing I do is redline it and drop the clutch, right? Just out of the driveway, wham, like grab three gears. And he's like, whoa, 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 easy there, man. Like, whoa, Yeah. like, oh, it is pretty cool. He's like, maybe we should just go back. So I don't, I don't remember the name of the road, but they had a, it was a, four lanes two each way and they had like a big grassy median like a lot of roads over there do so mm-hmm. like this u-turn spot came up so i like slam the brakes downshift two or three times basically do a drifting u-turn if you can in a front wheel drive car without grabbing the e-brake do the same thing all the way back and he's like oh so do you like it because he thought I was, he was going to guilt me into buying it, I guess, because of the test drive. I was like, no, I still want my Audi. Can you take me home now? Yeah, right. <laughs> Those guys are just sharks, dude. Dude, they are, man. They're shady as hell. I did that same thing in the Evo when we test drove it. I, I redlined it and dumped the clutch and spun all four tires. Dude, like, you're buying this, right? And I'm like, yeah, take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really sad because you think that, oh, they're young military people. No one's going to try and take yeah. advantage of them. No. Nah, man. You everybody, have a target on your back. Everybody in Norfolk and Virginia Beach, they're out to screw over young military guys. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's embarrassing. They, they, one of my roommates, I can't remember his name. He was on the ship, too. Um, like, they don't, they don't know anything. Dude didn't know how to load a dishwasher, didn't know how to function a dishwasher, didn't know how to, like, 
use yep. basic kitchen appliances. These people have like no life skills and you know, they're, they're fresh out of high school trying to figure out how to live life in the military. And you have these assholes like taking advantage of people and uh, young guys. I mean, the cool thing is though, if you're going to make your mistakes, you know, go ahead and make them young, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a sharp yeah. learning curve. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does suck that these people want to take advantage of you and they, they know the system and everybody out, everybody out there, the people, the locals, the, especially the cops, they all hate the Navy out there. I mean, for good reason, like there's a lot of assholes, but at the same time, that whole city, that whole Metro area would shrivel up and die if the Navy moved out of there. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's true too. Yeah. I mean, it is a strong part of the economy there, but I mean, things are just so different because like, like the laws that are written there as well. I mean, like, like you yeah. said, you know, the times we got, we got our, in our trouble, you know, racing around, um, you know, in Texas, right before I joined the Navy, um, I was on my way to my, the recruiting station on my GSXR 750. And I passed this this car. It kind of like they kind of hit their brakes kind of hard, and so I was young and dumb and pissed off. And so I passed them really fast. I was I passed them on the shoulder doing a wheelie, um, right? Probably a good eighty mile an hour or so. And the cop pulls me over. Oh, Jesus. He gives, he gives me a ticket for improper passing. So it's like everything's just different around. Here. Like cops around here, are pretty awesome. Like they, yeah. they they're not yeah. out to like totally screw you over. They just they're getting their quota and then they move on with life. So it seems like anyways. Yeah, the ones in Houston are definitely not like that. When uh I was in Texas at Texas 2K 2017? No, 18, because I didn't go 2019. Yeah, anyway, this cop like cops everywhere are on high alert during Texas 2K which if you ever been yeah, or you know anything about it, it's the suit. They call it the Super Bowl of streetcars because you got 3000 horsepower streetcars there. And it's, it's insane. Like the, the night racing is probably bigger than the daytime racing out at the, uh, the speedway there in Baytown. But anyway, uh-huh. it's, it's late. There's a drop top Ferrari four, five, eight and a Lamborghini Huracan. And it's a, going under the freeway, double turn lane to get on the freeway headed south or whatever. So I saw this cop sitting behind us and I did an experiment on purpose. I left way quicker than the Ferrari and Lamborghini because I knew he was going to fuck with them. And I wanted to see if he would do it just because they were fast or because they took off or whatever. So I burned off the line, got to the next stoplight faster than them. But you know, they're, they're sports cars. So first gear is real tall. So they rev to probably, I don't know. It sounds great. Cause it's in the overpass. So they, they take off slower than me. And as soon as they grab second, the cop lights them up. I was like, you piece of shit. Those guys were going slower than me. And just because they're loud and you probably have something against people with nice cars, you pulled them over. You, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I lost my shit, man. I was so upset about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Granted, they, they could have been screwing around before me. I don't know. I just, I get shitty about maybe, stuff like maybe, that. Maybe you just want to go there and talk to them about other cars. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming the worst. I shouldn't do that. But I mean on the flip side they could uh you know 
It didn't matter to them. If you, if you can afford a, a hurricane, you uh, that's true. You probably aren't worried about a speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> dropping the bucket. Yeah, they just sent it to their yeah. Someday. Yeah. The uh, there's a guy in that that old neighborhood I lived in in Frisco. Um, he lives in the last house right before you get to the lake, and uh, he has a helicopter pad. <laughs> he flies the helicopter in from his other house, I guess, which is a lot nicer than this one. And uh, and then in, and then he gets in his garage and pulls out his Lamborghini Huracan oh, and shit. drives to the lake. <laughs> so that, that's probably the type of wealth that normally drives those type of cars, I would imagine. That's true, dude. When you got helicopter money, that's that's a whole nother. That's another level right yeah. there. Yeah, he's he's pretty wealthy. Like he like he owns that. Uh, that marina. Okay, yeah. All boat slips and all that. So after watching Tiger King, apparently everyone in Texas and Oklahoma has a wild animal. Do you do you know anyone with tigers or wolverines or anything crazy? Uh, not anymore. Um, actually, I used um, growing up. My dad had um, he had a, a few acres and a cabin up in the. Uh, hill country of uh, Oklahoma we drive to it's about a three hour drive we go out there every couple weekends and our neighbor which lived you know a couple hundred yards away from us um, he had he kept those uh, lynx and uh, which is like a kind of like a bobcat if you're not familiar yeah, yeah. with them and uh, they're um, they're not I don't think they're native here so they're kind of an exotic thing and then he had like cougars and stuff like that but never never tigers or anything real wild like that i have a friend that's got an alligator <laughs> oh that's that's cool it's a baby still but uh, he posts shit about it he's like oh i just got bit and he's like getting stitches shit. and i'm like yeah I'm oh man <laughs> yeah rep- reptiles are weird man reptiles and insects like they just give no fucks they are yeah. old calculated survival machines yeah, it seems that way. I had uh, I, I don't have any more um, a lot of maintenance. I sold them, but I had uh, three ball pythons for a those are while. fun. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I mean, I had one that was he's like rogue. He just wanted to attack everything, and the other two <laughs> were just so docile. You they, you do whatever you want with them, like put in your pocket and hang out with them or something. But I didn't. But uh, and they're just so docile. You could do whatever yeah. with them. Yeah, I was shocked at how cheap it is to get a tiger. I was expecting like, yeah, I don't know, like, like yeah, I was expecting at least like ten, twelve, at least. Oh, yeah. Was it was it was it Shaquille O'Neal that was that was on the show and he bought like two tigers? Oh yeah, he's like, I just picked up like three more tigers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that crazy. shit was crazy. Oh man, it's so dumb. Like, I don't know, man. Once I, I didn't, I didn't realize it. The like, how much they eat. Yeah, I mean, dude. Like, if like, for example, Shaq. You know, if he if he already had a couple, he just bought a few more. I mean, dude, he's been. I mean, he's filthy rich. I know, but he has to have like his own caretaker, somebody taking care of those. I know. He's oh like, yeah, you're you're not his doing that. Taking care of these. Yeah, you're not going out there in the morning like to let the dog out and feed the tiger. <laughs> your yeah. four or five tigers. Yeah, so I mean, gee, that's that's a lot of upkeep. I was actually reading an article today about this guy. I don't remember what state he was in, somewhere up north. Uh, but he he kept this. He bought this tiger cub, and he uh, kept it in his 
apartment in somewhere, I think it was New York and like just the suburbs of New York um, in an apartment. He grew up to a 425 pound lion or, or tiger and uh, yeah. he just kept in his apartment. I guess stayed in there for like three years until he finally got caught. And then he, apparently he had an alligator in there as well. That's so insane. Yeah, that is. Like, why, why do people do that? I mean, I love animals. Me and my wife love animals. We have, yeah, we for have sure. two dogs, two cats. I've got a couple aquariums. We actually own two cows that we, we just keep on a friend's land just to go out there and feed them and, or whatever. I used to have a lot more cattle when I had land, but you know, we just, we just like them. They're, they're a lot of fun having animals, but golly, some of the, some of the stuff like one, they're incredibly dangerous. And two, the upkeep, yeah. Um, it's just crazy. He was saying he spent like well, like a quarter million a year to spend feed all of his tigers, tiger king guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my uh, ex's little like five pound cat fucked me up. I could not imagine a <laughs> four hundred pound tiger. Like animals spook. Like the dog spooks. It twitches, but you're okay because it's small. Even if you're yeah. playing with that tiger and a car backfires and it spooks, that little twitch is enough to like sever an artery, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, they're. I mean, they're they're entirely designed to kill. Every, they every are bit God's perfect killing machine. Every part of them can yeah. kill you. Their hands, their claws, <laughs> yeah. their mouth, everything. Every yeah. part of that animal. They're, will kill you. Their sheer weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That 900-pound, 11-foot-tall liger is going to lay down on you, and it'll kill you. Like, it's just insane. It's pretty crazy. We uh, we, we go to a couple of uh, drive through safaris probably once or twice a year, just something fun to do. Um, yeah. There's several of them around here. They have a lot of exotic game, a lot of just stuff that'll come up to the car, and you can feed them, but then they have, like, lions and tigers and stuff locked up that you can drive through and see it. So that's the only time I've really ever seen anything up close like that. They're just huge and ridiculous. I couldn't imagine um, walking in there and hanging out with them like these people do. I'm not scared of animals, man, like not at all. I've been a hunter my whole life and right. I've kept a lot of animals, but I'm not stupid and I'm not going to put my life in danger just to go pet a crazy animal. <laughs> yeah. Although, as far as animals to get murdered by, a big cat would be the best because they they go straight for the jugular. <laughs> like bears yeah, and wolves and shit, they just incapacitate you to where you can't get away, and then they start eating you. Yeah, like you see those nature is metal sh- videos where like they've got some water buffalo pinned down because it's just too tired to move. And they're just eating it like asshole first. And it's just looking at the camera like, you going to do something? Like, I'm dying here. Yeah. <laughs> it's still alive. It's just too tired to move. So that's enough. And they start eating it. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's brutal. That's nature, though. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's about that time, buddy. We've talked about yep. life, love, cars, animals. All the all the essentials. Yeah. Covered all uh, the bases. Yeah. Uh Brandon, I'm sure you'll be on here. This you're my my go to technical car guy. You're definitely a lot more savvy than I I know just enough to get myself in trouble, but you'll you'll be our, yeah. our resident expert, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm by no means an expert, but uh I uh I was a certified automotive technician when I was really young and I recently, I kind of got out of the automotive 
industry as far as repairing and maintenance goes, but you know, I, I did uh, work on diesels and auxiliary equipment in, in the Navy as well. And, and I've just been a hot rider my whole life. So I'm constantly reading and learning and working on stuff myself. So I'm relatively knowledgeable and in all of it, just yeah. mostly self-taught, I suppose. I am a YouTube certified mechanic. So that's uh it's a pretty big yeah. deal, you know? <laughs> Hey, I'm not ashamed to get on YouTube when I need to. I get I get stumped every now and then. I gotta hop on there. Yeah, it's 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 almost not fair. Like when you think about our our parents and they're out there with the Haynes manual and a flashlight trying to look at a grainy picture yeah. to figure it out. Yep. But uh, yeah, I had a one of my one of my friends that really taught me about all the big block stuff. He's like, go buy this this book and and learn before you get in tear into it. And when I did my last big block Chevy build and. I was like, I kind of read through it, and I was like, I'm gonna get on YouTube, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, I got what I could from the book, and I was like, I'm getting on YouTube. There's a yeah, lot more I'd, information on there. I'd rather watch this in 4K. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you later.